0: Hello again, welcome back to Bear Books, the podcast hosted by yours truly, April Berry.
1: Not forgetting me, Daisy Ray.
0: How could we forget you? <laughs> We're all about appreciating indie authors and we've got interviews and reviews, writing and reading you flash fiction stories and best of all, getting authors noticed by their readers. This week has been one of those kind of relaxing weeks, a cuppa and a good book of our own choosing. It doesn't get much more relaxing than this. Daisy will be telling us what she's been reading along with a bit of a review. And then I'm going to do the same. See if we can't coax you into picking up something different to read. Let's crack on then. So, Daisy, what is it that you've been reading?
1: This week, I've been reading um, Leanne Carman's new book, The Dark Inheritance. It's the second of the investigation duo. The first one we actually reviewed on Bear Books Season 2. And we loved it. It was really good. It had a proper twist at the end that now one of us guessed. So I thought, well, yeah, I'm going to go back to that. And The Dark Inheritance is brilliant. It's about this character called Donna, who's gone to the investigative duo that is Becky and Jules, best friends that have now opened a, an agency for DNA tracing.
0: I wanted to read that book and everything else that's happened just recently over the months, as I've meant, I've started it, but I've not finished it. Can I just ask a question, but you've answered it. Was it as good as the first one?
1: It's completely different.
0: Yeah. You
1: can read it if you haven't read the first one. I will say that. Um, there are references to the first one in it, which I really like, but you're not going to get lost if you haven't read the first one.
0: Mm. Let's hear you review then.
1: let me just start by saying i am a massive fan of real books books made of paper from trees i know not very environmentally friendly but a real book the smell of a real book the feel of it the way the good ones get all wrinkled and worn and passed along i think the fabulous there's nothing like books and reading books and the feel of books nothing in the world I could wax lyrical for hours, but I shan't. What I will say is I have gone out and bought myself a top-of-the-range Kindle. I know. My love of books and all that. Just so that I can read more books, more indie authors. And the very first book that has christened my brand new Kindle is the one that I'm reviewing today, The Dark Inheritance by Leanne Carman. It's a story with two strong female leads, Becky and Jules. They're best friends, immensely loyal, and in this book they've started a fledgling business together. They're helping people trace lost or missing family through DNA, and it's a subject close to Jules's heart as she's just recently found her birth mother and a brother herself, and I believe that's just the start for her. Their first big case in their fledgling business swiftly turns from DNA tracing to murder. And it's fascinating. I like that the lead characters are female. I like that they're believable. I like that they're relatable. The story has me hooked, and I can't wait to find out just how far money and greed can take a person. And just who is the villain here? It's well written, it's easy to read, and joy of joys, I haven't noticed any spelling errors or grammar faux pas. I've not read anything quite like this before around DNA, but if another book on the same subject entices me in with a good cover and all, I will be much more inclined to read it on the strength of The Dark Inheritance. Overall, I'd give this a solid four out of five. I'd also recommend it as a good easy page turner. Leanne Carmen is definitely one to watch.
0: So you'd recommend that book then, Daisy, would you?
1: Well, you're not listening. It's fabulous. (laughs) Of
0: course I was listening, yeah. Um, It is a book on my reading list and I have actually started it. One of the things I found fascinating was, I mean, from the first book, we all know that Jules had got a massive interest in DNA. So how does she manage to persuade Becky to join her in a business? Does the book tell you that?
1: I'm not giving you any plot points.
0: I just want to know how Jules managed to persuade Becky to go into business with her.
1: I will say that you don't need to read the first one to read the second one; it is a good standalone as well.
0: You're just not giving anything away, really, are you? Apart from the no, fact it's that it was really a really, good. really good book it's and you really liked it. What I get from this book, from what you said earlier, is that you know she she inherits money, but she's got to find she's got other... to work for it. Yeah, she's got to work for it. So, how come she only inherits it? How come her sibling isn't around?
1: The sibling was born a year after Donna's mum died.
0: Well, How can the sibling be born a year after the mum died?
1: Because Dad had an affair.
0: Ah, right, I'm with you. So how (laughs) did her mum die in child? with a
1: much younger woman.
0: Right, so um, we have to read the book really to find any of this out because she's just confusing me now.
1: It's easily done. It's easily done. Dad wanders off in his grief and gets his end away with some young bit of fluff. And when she comes back and says, oops, I'm pregnant, how do I know that's mine? And just refused to have anything to do with this child. Even when the woman turned up a couple of years in with a toddler in tow, didn't want anything to do with it and didn't keep up with it, didn't know what happened to the child, and then made his daughter that he'd neglected all her life go and find this child before she could inherit any of the money.
0: What a bastard. Yeah, it was. It not very nice. I mean,
1: there were reasons behind it, and he was heartbroken, and it's not as clear cut as surface would suggest. But it is very, very good, and it is a page turner.
0: Okay, I have got a question to ask you though. So you like books, and you've just gone out and bought a new Kindle. Why don't you just buy some books?
1: Because my bookcases are full.
0: Right. Okay.
1: It would mean giving some away.
0: You could do which, that.
1: Yeah. I would do that if they were like run-of-the-mill books, but like for authors that I collect, I have to keep those because I collect them, like Stephen King and Clive Barker and James Herbert and Dean Koontz and that sort of thing. You know, all the dark stuff, really.
0: Yeah, a bit like mine.
1: <laughs> but I keep them so the bookshelves are full. So a Kindle, I can have thousands and you, thousands you of know the, books and you not know need the moral to take up any space.
0: You know the moral of the story on that one, don't you? What? My new bookcase.
1: What are you reading?
0: What am I reading? I have been reading Stranger at St Bride's, which is the second book in the series written by Debbie Young, for the Staff Room at St Bride's book. So this is kind of a little bit of my review. It's a follow on to the first book. So the background, the background to the story is that Gemma, who is a teacher at the school, returns to the school after the half-term break she's spent with the parents. And it's the term leading up to Christmas. On the first day back, Earl Bunting turns up at the school. He's expected by the head. He's a spitting image of a portrait of the old Earl that's hung in the school. And he's claiming to be the rightful owner of the school. Now, Oriana, who we met in the first book, is a little bit of a, well, she puts it about a bit, sees the, the resolution to the problem as marrying the Earl so there's a, throughout the book, there's a variety of dates with this supposed Earl. Um, they're not all what they seem to be and they don't go smoothly at all. Max, who's a security guard, he goes off to Bradford to try and find out some dirt on the Earl. The pupils think that they can drive him away by playing pranks, so they make a mud snowman as they hide rockets in the rubbish, which is where McPhee makes his appearance and that cat seems to be able to walk through closed doors. <laughs> The supposed Earl mistakes Tom Sawyer for Tom Daley. Um, there's a bit of a conversation around the picket fence and he thinks that it were Tom Daly and not Tom Sawyer. So this Earl doesn't really know a lot. Makes the staff extremely suspicious. They get a copy of the will where the will is, is supposed to have been gifted the school. And they spot flaws in the will because one of the teachers holds classes in will writing principles. So there's not really a lot of academia going on at that school, but they do teach them some life skills. So... We get more of Mavis's bookselling to support uh, the school. you know, where Well, she's she sells the off.
1: dodgy one that flogs off the library, isn't she? Yeah,
0: she is. But yeah. she's in collusion with the bursar and they're trying to keep the school afloat. So whilst it is a bit dodgy, everybody knows it's going on. Uh, Gemma's interest in Joe, the PE teacher, develops a little bit more within the book. Though it does show, the book does show a little bit of the unsure and unconfident side of Gemma because she keeps kind of sort of remembering things with, about her ex, and that was the reason why she ended up at the school. I mean, the ex, frankly, in my eye, didn't deserve Gemma, and as we know from the first book, he actually dated the teacher, as, the other teacher as well, Oriana. It's a really easy read. It's very, very well written. I enjoyed it immensely, and in my eyes, the characters are kind of developing quite nicely, as we see more of an insight and get to know more than we did in the first book, all about their loyalties. And all their loyalties and their foibles and everything all... St- as misguided as some of them are, all seem to be to the school and the headmistress and keeping the school afloat. So I really, really enjoyed it. It, it is an adult. Enid Blyton, St. Clair's, Mallory Towers, etc. I'm eagerly awaiting the third book in the series, which I believe is in the is in the writing at the moment. So when that comes out, I will be reading it, but obviously I won't be reviewing it for the podcast. But all in all, I would recommend it. What I do say, though, is you do have to read book one before you read book two, because you will be a little bit lost. Oh, good to know. So we'll see how book three pans out and see how many books there are. But I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Um, So
1: is the second one written better than the first one because she'd had the practice? Or is she a diehard writer and already got loads of writing under her belt, so they're comparable?
0: If you look on Amazon, uh, the author, Debbie Young, has has written lots and lots of books. So there's quite a lot on there this second book can build on that background and can build on the characters. So in my humble opinion, there's a bit more meat in this second book.
1: Okay, yeah. So by the time you get the third one, it'll be amazing. What's the language like?
0: The language is very good.
1: Is it easily Um, written? Is it an easy read?
0: It's an easy read, but it's not basic, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's not a book if you're looking for, you know, something that's highbrow and you're not looking if it's, you know, if you're looking for murder and blood and guts and gore, and a, it, that's not the sort of book it is. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's an easy read, and it's a relaxing read as well. No, there's there's high jinks and and mischief and pranks and dating, but not it's not romance. Yeah, it yeah. just happens to happen in in the story, the normal you know sort of run of the mill of things. Thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Good, I'm glad.
0: So, what have we coming up next week?
1: Next week, it is Flash Fiction Week. I love these stories. They're such a hit with listeners now, and we've got so many people that are coming through with stories for us. It's another reason to put my feet up with a cup of tea and read some more stories. (laughs) Next week, we have got the writing prompt locked um, between 500 and 1,000 words. For anyone that hasn't got their submission in yet, submissions for any of the Flash Fiction writing prompts, go to submissions at bearbooks.co.uk. And if it's in Word or PDF format, all the better. That would be absolutely brilliant. So we will be back next week to read you stories around the writing prompt locked. Have you written anything yet, April?
0: I haven't, but I've got an idea of something that I am going to write, because I'm mindful that I didn't write anything for the last writing prompt that we had.
1: Very Uh, remiss.
0: no, I am going to. But yeah, <laughs> I, I could go off at a massive tangent. In fact, I'm going to go off at a massive tangent. I was watching a Disney film last night. And it's a, it's a book that I read when I was a child called Emile and the Detectives. And that gave me an amazing idea for a, a story for Locked. Ooh. So I'm, I'm going down the crime route.
1: We do seem to have a little bit of a theme on Bay Book's podcast, don't we? A lot of our flash fiction stories are either involving dead people or unhappy relationships, (laughs) heartbreak, or they're dark in some way or have some kind of criminal element. So I am not massively surprised (laughs) that you've got a crime in yours.
0: I think that just shows what our bent of mind is, really, to be honest, that we're not that fluffy.
1: No, we're not fluffy. Although one could argue that general lockdown living is influencing the way we're writing lately because it's not just you and I that are going down the dark route
0: yeah the people that have submitted to us as well yeah yeah maybe it is who knows summer's coming let's look on the bright side
1: but I quite I quite like it I think it suits us
0: yeah me too so I'm looking forward to those those stories for next week we'll see you next week guys stay safe
1: see you next week ta
0: If you've read a book by an indie author that you've really enjoyed, email the title across to us at contactus at bearbooks.co.uk. And if we read it, we will discuss it on the podcast.
1: Excellent. If you happen to be an indie author and would like us to add your book to our reading list, maybe even come and talk about it on the podcast, send your suggestions to submissions at bearbooks.co.uk.
0: And if you fancy a go at writing flash fiction and want the chance to be published in our flash fiction anthology for 2021, pop onto our social media for the full list of writing prompts for this season and also the word count at Bear Books Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or at Bear Books Pod 1 on Twitter.
1: Thanks to Simon Strong for the musical interludes. You can Instagram him at dadnap.mp3. Stay safe until next time.